Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good morning to you. How you doing out there? New York Vinny here with you. Drive Time Radio is the name of the show. We do it every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, 8 to 9, right here on Alternative Talk, KKNW. And, um, boy, oh, boy, we have a good show for you. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to last week's uh, short show, but got a lot of comments on it. Uh, we did it just the top five because we had a half-hour show because of uh, UW uh, women's basketball. And we did uh, five car songs. I got so much great mail on it and comments and people texting me and telling me yeah, that they thought it was a, a great show. You know, you can also get these shows on podcast as well at uh, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Anchor. It's on all the big uh, podcast distribution websites. So if you want to listen to it or you can't listen to it at this time of the morning, you can listen to it anytime. Just think you can just sit there at night. Watching the news and listening to New York Vinny while you're taking while I take your cares away and take you into the automotive world. All right, good show for you this uh, morning, this Saturday morning. We'll have our top five coming up for you in just a couple of minutes. Going to spend some time talking to a gentleman who wants to sell you a Bronco, but not the Bronco that Ford wants to sell you. He wants to sell you a retro Bronco, and apparently he's. Uh, He's doing it. He's selling them. Uh, he also has electric Broncos. So if you want that four-wheel drive going up in the, the mountains, uh, kind of old retro Bronco feel, he will be able to uh, give you that. We'll get the cartoon of the week coming up for you as we pay tribute to a gentleman who celebrated his 70th birthday this week. And the road test, the Mazda CX-9 SUV is what we are going to jump into this week. And um, I love this one, man. This is a great SUV, and I, I, I have no idea why we don't see more of them on the road. It's just phenomenal to me that uh, Mazda could make an SUV this good, this fun to drive, and we wouldn't see a gazillion more of them out on the road. So what do you say we get things going with a very, very busy, very, very big top five? Time now for this week's top five. The five things you need to know about cars and car culture this week. And we started out, you know, it's a very big General Motors uh, top five this week. We started out with the General Motors announcing that they have uh, engaged in a joint venture to create uh, an Ohio battery plant and 1,100 jobs. They've partnered up with LG Chem of South Korea and are going to build these batteries in a place where they just closed the plant, Lordstown, Ohio, which is a suburb of Youngstown, Ohio, which is an incredibly depressed area. It's just a few miles up the road from Pittsburgh. And... Uh, you know, the Chevy Cruze was being made there, but the earlier this year they closed the plant. They put a bunch of people out of work, and the area was really looking uh, depressed. It was looking like, uh, you know, people were packing up and moving. The housing prices had plummeted, and now GM has announced this partnership with uh, LG, and um, they're going to build batteries for electric vehicles. 
and also stay true to the word that they would be back in Lordstown. Now, this is good for Lordstown in a couple of different ways and good for people in Seattle in a couple of different ways. Number one, you are putting those people that were out of work back to work quickly. Number two, with the addition of the Lordstown plant being taken over by uh, a company that will be producing electric trucks, it seems to be that this uh, the area, Lordstown of Pittsburgh, and that, that crescent in there that's been so depressed for a long time, uh, is is really humming. And it's really, a, a, you know, kind of coming around. And that's thanks to the automotive industry. In an interesting time in the automotive industry, where a lot of people are saying it's headed for a downturn or a down spiral, the change from combustion engine to electric in a lot of these cars is, um, is, is revitalizing an area that previously people uh, you know, thought might take a downturn. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But what it means for Seattle is that more electric, advanced electric cars, cars with ranges of 300, 400, 500 miles will be developed out of this partnership between LG and GM. GM announcing that they're coming out with a pickup truck as well, an electric pickup truck, and another electric vehicle coming up this uh, uh, in 2021. So they'll have the Bolt, which is already out there, and I have driven and I love. And then you'll also go on to the new electric car. And... The uh, and and then of course the uh, the pickup truck. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch this technology grow. I think it's uh, it's great. Now speaking about electric cars and General Motors, you know, a long time ago, back in the nineties, General Motors had a car called the EV One. Remember that? I don't know if any of them made it up to Seattle or not. There might have been one or two up here, but. They were mostly in Southern California, in the desert, uh, Arizona, so on and so forth. We would have made it out to the East Coast. Uh, but you could, uh, you know, you leased it. And then, uh, of course, they had that big documentary, uh, Who Killed the Electric Car? And, you know, they called them all back at one point, crushed them all, or almost all of them. Well, anyway, uh, I guess somebody uh, was going through a parking garage in Atlanta and found that there was one just sitting there that hadn't been crushed. Not the only one that exists, but it was just odd to see that EV1 just sitting in uh, the garage, this parking garage all covered with dust and and handwritten stuff all over it and like that. Nobody knows if it, uh, if it runs or not. They're trying to find out who the owner is of it. A lot of these... Uh, EVs, the ones that weren't crushed, a small handful, not a lot really, were given to uh, universities to study and to look at. They had the old uh, lead batteries that were in, you know, cars that still are still in cars, actually, uh, instead of the new ion batteries that, uh, you know, that, that don't pollute as much and aren't as dangerous and give you more power and, and all of that stuff. So these, uh, but this was really kind of the first uh EV, uh, I think they gave one to the Smithsonian. That's the first EV because obviously there were EVs a long time ago. Speaking about uh, GM also, sad news for Buick fans, if there are any out there, and I think there are because I know I'm one. 
GM announcing this week that they are going to kill the Buick Regal, which is their passenger car. It's going away. It's going to become Buick and all SUV brand. Not uh, not surprising, really, because uh, people are moving away from cars. But it's a shame because the Buick Regal really was an incredible car, especially, uh, you know, to have the... Uh, the Sportback, or the, the one I liked the most was the Tour X. So it was a Buick station wagon. And I drove it, and I'll tell you, I'll put it up against the Lexus or anything, you know, anything else out there in that class. It was a fun car to drive. It was well done. It was powerful. It was a heck of a car. But Buick uh, deciding... That, uh, you know, earlier this year they killed their convertible, the Cascada, which is, uh, I was at the preview for just a couple of years ago in Detroit. And so you will just get, uh, you know, the crossovers and SUVs. And it looks like uh, maybe they're trying to compete on the same level or the same range as uh, Jeep and Land Rover, Range Rover, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, those cars will continue to be made, interestingly enough, for the Chinese market. Uh, you know, Buick is like the, a Buick is like a Cadillac in China. It's like the, you know, the number one brand. Everybody wants to own a Buick because those cars, I guess, uh, in the history of China were the cars that the Communist Party uh, higher-ups always drove. So now that's the sign of attain, you know, the sign of that you've made it is that you drive a Buick. The uh, the Torex, and I encourage you if you're thinking about buying an SUV or a crossover to go to a Buick dealer and take a look at these uh, these Buick Torexes if you can get them, uh, if you can get your hands on one. It's a heck of a car, as I said. I drove it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, I think it was one of my cars of the year last year. So make sure that you. Uh, if you're going to, you know, say goodbye to Buick, boy, what great names. It just reminds my dad used to love Buicks. We had the Buick Century, the Buick Roadmaster, uh, just an incredible, incredible uh, bunch of Buicks that um, that were put out there, the uh, GSs uh, from the uh, 60s. Great cars. Absolutely incredible cars. Speaking about cars and, uh, and reading about them and looking at them, which I don't think we were actually, but that's okay. You like me when you were a kid. If you're listening to this show, you probably were like me when you're a kid. Uh, you know, a certain day on every month, you waited for those bundles to come to the candy store or to the retail, you know, the the the, the 7-Eleven or whatever, and you watched as they put the car magazines. Out on the racks, and then you pick one up. You either bought it, or you stood there and read it as much as you can, and left and came back and read a little bit more. But it seems like the car magazine is uh, is dying. This week, the publisher of Automobile, Car Craft, Chevy High Performance, uh, and a number of other magazines actually, um, I think it was thirteen or fourteen of them. Uh, Truck Trend, Super Chevy, Street Rider, Mustang Monthly, Lowrider, Hot Rod Deluxe, uh, all of those magazines, Chevy High Performance, uh, announced that they would cease publication and only do them online. 
which seems to be the trend in media these days. Kind of a shame. Uh, again, I remember when I was a kid, you know, we used to used to go up to Maxie's Candy Store, and I loved getting that copy of uh, Cars Magazine or Hot Rod. Uh, you know, if you look at the pages of Hot Rod, you always saw these great California scenes and these great California cars, and you became familiar with guys like uh, George Barris and G- Dean Jeffries and Ed Big Daddy Roth. And all of those uh, early pioneers in the world of hot rodding and custom cars. Carcraft was the same way. All of those great magazines. Now, there was also drag cartoons and cartoons, uh, which were comic uh, books. And But really, it was, uh, it, you know, when you were a kid, that was your foray into uh, the automotive world. Is you could read about them and you could build models and so on and so forth, and eventually you would uh, move on to to cars. But it was a great thing. You'd bring them to school. You'd lend them to your friends. Your friends would bring those, but those magazines are going by the wayside, uh, and hopefully the people that worked it. And, yeah, you can still go online, but there's something about holding that piece of, you know, that, that piece of pulp in your hand. There's something about that that, to me, is, is really cool. Is really uh, gives you something to uh, to st- roll up and stick in your back pocket, or take to school and show your friends. Yeah, I guess you can do that uh, with an iPad or your iPhone or something like that. But I don't know. There's just a romance about it uh, in a that's disappearing in a time where we could all use a little romance in this country. And finally, Toyota. Every year they do a national skills competition. It's held in over 90 countries all over the world, and it's open to all Toyota employees. The 35th um, annual skills development program in Australia. And guess what? A 22-year-old woman has won it. Natasha Smith is the technician champion in Toyota's national skill competition, uh, which is uh, phenomenal considering that these are such male-oriented uh, you know, you go to an auto shop and, you know, you maybe once in a while you see a woman mechanic, but not often. But in a competition against all these guys, uh, Natasha Smith, 22 years old, uh, bagged top prize. And she is the Toyota Technician uh, Champion in Australia. And it's, uh, I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot about the changing automotive landscape. She grew up on a farm. And uh, working on machinery with her dad, she went to Toyota Network Training School and graduated in three and a half years, a half a year quicker uh, than usual. And she has the support of her team, and and, uh, I think it's a a great thing. I think it's something that uh, we look at, you know, we we now see women competing and uh, working in these formerly male-dominated jobs, and there's nothing... I don't think that's anything but good, uh, to be honest with you. She has a passion for her craft. We'll suggest putting she together. Uh, is the best at it in her country, and I think that's a great thing. And I think it says a lot to, uh, you know, it's it's nice for for young women to look at singers and want to aspire to that, and uh, you know, or fashion designers and want to aspire to that, but. 
there's a lot of other great things you can do with your life and aspire to that don't necessarily put you in the big spotlight, but yet allow you to help people and to, uh, you know, to work with other people and understand and mechanic. And, and we need more of that. We need more women in tech. We need more women in uh, these different uh, disciplines. And maybe this is an example to uh, some uh, young woman who's listening out there today. That, hey, you know what? If I want to be an auto mechanic, yeah, it's a good thing that traditionally are uh, guys. But, uh, you know, for me... Maybe I'll try because I know that I can compete on that same level. Okay, that's the top five for this Saturday morning, uh, December 7th, uh, 2019. We will come back and spend a few minutes talking about the big electric Bronco. You want a Bronco? We'll have one for you right here on Drive Time. I'm New York Vinny on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kid in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. Performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes, non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush, and small shovel for winter driving. And finally, keep a copy of the Car Care Guide available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. I'm back with you on Drive Time, New York Vinny. Hanging out with you Saturday morning. Thanks so much for spending some time with us as we talk about the world of cars. Coming up, we'll have the cartoon of the week for you, as well as a review of the Mazda CX-9 SUV. But one thing I found fascinating, I went to a, uh, 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 an event uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I got a chance to catch up with somebody. I walk in, and I saw this, uh, this incredible-looking old Bronco. You remember the old Ford Bronco? Not the OJ Bronco. But the ones before that, when they first came out, they're kind of square, and you usually see them with their tops off. Well, uh, this gentleman, they had two of them there, one with the top on, one with the top off. And I got a chance to catch up with uh, the owner of the company that is buying these Broncos, rebuilding them, uh, head, you know, tire to a roof. And 
doing a nice job of it at that. Uh, at that, and I thought I would uh, give him a couple of minutes to uh, to talk to us about what he's doing and how he's doing it and how it fits into the uh, Northwest lifestyle. So let's take a listen to that. We're at the Monticello Motor Club here on Impetest Days, uh, New York City, hanging out with you. Okay, let me go back a second. I walk into the Monticello Motor Club, park my car, I walk into the place where all of the uh, test cars are, and I look at these two beautiful, I mean, absolutely pristine, like 67, 68, somewhere in there, Broncos, the old school Bronco. You know the way you used to take the top off and drive around all summer? Well, you're going to be sorry you did that when I tell you the price tag. But let's talk to uh, Seth Bergen, who is the CEO of Gateway Bronco. Seth, how are you? I'm doing great, Vinny. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, man. So what gave you the idea of, uh, I mean, I know they go for a lot on eBay and all of the sites like that, but yours is very different. Yeah, you know, ours was coming from a need of people just want a Bronco that they can use whenever they want to use it. They can enjoy the air conditioning, they can enjoy the heated seats, and they don't have to worry about reliability or old smelly fumes. They can just turn the key and go. Give me an idea of what is different with this Bronco than it would be if I bought a pristine you know, one that was in grandma's garage for uh, 25 years. Yeah, you know, so if we built you a, a vehicle that came uh, just like it was brand new, we restored it back to its original. It would be the 70s or 60s era technology. It'd be brand new, but it would be the right. 60s or 70s era technology. And you remember, uh, you go back to that era, they don't always start. The brakes weren't good, the water got under the rotor cap, uh, the distributor yeah. cap and everything. You know, it's a, it was a few little problems here and there. We, we forget about how much character uh, those old vehicles had and so what we've done is we've kept the best character of these original vehicles and we've jettisoned the bad stuff the stuff that just isn't very desirable like uh, not starting or having drum brakes. We put four-wheel disc brakes on these vehicles with Hydra Boost so they stop like a brand new vehicle and uh, it's just one of many things that we modernize, reimagine so it looks like it's a 60s or 70s vehicle but it just drives like a brand new vehicle. I guess they call them resto mods or something like that now, right? Resto mods is the general term. Yeah, we, we describe it as reimagining the original Bronco. Now, what engine do you get in this Bronco? Well, we almost always use the Coyote 5 liter engine. So it's, it's our standard go-to. It's so reliable. It's so perfect in every way. Uh, it's fly-by-wire, so you have instantaneous response when you hit the gas. Right. And we also offer a 2.3-liter EcoBoost for the export market. We offer a diesel, a four-cylinder diesel. We also now are offering, and we've already taken the order for the electric V8 Bronco. So it's electric-powered Tesla battery pack and uh, provides uh, 340 foot-pounds of torque, or we can go to the granddaddy, which is the ultimate electric Bronco with up to 200-mile range and way in excess of 450 foot-pounds of torque, um, all electric. This fascinates me, this part of the business where people are taking old cars and electrifying them, uh, rebuilding them with electric. That's it's a fascinating. Is there a demand for that? Is there, um, are people starting to want electric hot rods? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, more and more of our client base is calling us and asking us, you know, I've got a Tesla, I'd consider an electric. Do you guys do anything like this? And when we say yes, they know instantly there'll be zero fumes. 
and uh, they don't have to smell like an old vehicle. So they don't believe us all the time. Whenever we say we put a brand new engine in it, you won't have these old gas fumes. Uh, but they uh, they don't necessarily believe it. But they know for sure if it's all electric, it'll uh, run clean, be quiet, and uh, do exactly what they want to do. Okay, now I had a Bronco. By the way, it's Drive Time Radio. We're talking to Great Gateway Bronco CEO Seth Burgett here on Drive Time Radio. Um, I had a Bronco back in the day, long time ago, and I remember that thing used to have a tendency to want to tip. Have you put modern equipment in it to kind of keep to, to mitigate that problem that Bronco had? Yeah, Vinny, you know, that's one of the things that we work hard at. We put front and rear sway bars on these vehicles, even in our base model. We put Bilstein shocks on these things, and we put modern suspension under them with three different stages. The base level, the next level is Fox shocks with a four-link suspension, and the ultimate uh, coilover Fox shocks with a four-link suspension and Brembo brakes that bring this thing to a stop. Uh, as fast as a brand new Ford Raptor, 60 to zero. What's well, it's a hard stop at that, that truck. I mean, you, if you take a look at it, if you go to the website at drivetime-radio.com, you'll see I, I put some pictures up of uh, it, just a spectacular-looking vehicle. If you're young and you don't know much about the Bronco, you look at it and you'll say, "Wow, I, I want a car like that." If you're an old guy like me and you look at that vehicle, you're going to say, "Man, I want that. I love that. I remember that." You know, they, you know, they came in aqua and white. Do you, you make them in aqua and white? Oh, absolutely. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Any color you want. Any color you want. All right, how much is this going to set me back? We're generally going to start at one fifty and go up to about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. So that would probably be the electric one, huh? 350? Well, 350, actually, we've done electric for less than that. The 350 is the Coyote engine with a 10-speed transmission and uh, the same supercharger technology as the new GT500. Porsche leather interior, barnwood in the back, the ultimate Bronco with a five-year warranty. And I'm thinking that that's going rock stars and millionaires. <laughs> Not all rock stars and millionaires. <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurs and, and executives. And uh, the thing about the executives, they love it because nobody else that they know right. has one like this at the golf club uh, or at the yacht club. It's uh, it's just a really unique vehicle. Well, I expect to see a couple of them at Safeco Field next year, actually now T-Mobile Field. Uh, you know, I would think a, a, a Mariner or a Yankee or a Met with a big uh, contract might uh, might look at one of those. Oh, absolutely. We've got some professional athletes in our stable of clients for sure. Yeah, because those are the guys that when they go to spring training, I, I don't know if you've ever gone down to spring training, but you stay outside the lot, and it's almost like one-upmanship, you know, like one will wait till a bad-looking car goes to bring his Porsche around and go past the fans. It's, it's kind of a little bit of gamesmanship, but it's, it, it's so much fun, you know, seeing these guys uh, that, that love to love sports and love baseball and play the game go out and, and buy a, um, just a, a, a spectacular vehicle like this. All right, um, when do I get my press fleet one? Well, Vinny, uh, we, we, we'll give you a drive uh, anytime you'd like. Uh, okay. You just let us know, and, uh, you know, we, we keep that 700 horsepower at close range. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll sit in the passenger seat with you, and we'll, we'll go for a ride anytime yeah. you want. This is uh, airing in the northwest in Seattle, which is probably prime territory for you with a lot of high-tech uh, people here. Um, how would I get more information about one? Yeah, we've got a number of great clients in the Northwest, in the Seattle area. And how you'd get more information is gatewaybronco.com. You can reach me directly at Seth at gatewaybronco.com. My, my cell phone is right on our website. Uh, you can text me any time of the day or night, and I'll do my best to respond. 
Seth, thanks a lot for spending a couple of minutes here on Drive Time Radio. It's a spectacular-looking vehicle. I'm sure you're proud of it. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll see one driving down Fifth Avenue in Seattle soon. I bet you will. Thanks so much, Vinny. Appreciate it. All right. There you go, Seth Burkett on... uh, 1150 KKNW, as he talks about that Bronco. I got a t- chance to drive it, and it was a spectacular machine. Minimum $150,000, but when you start to think about it, if you had to go out and buy one and do all the work to it and put it back in shape, um, I don't know if it would cost you 150000 but uh, it, it certainly could by the time you got finished putting all the equipment in and so on and so forth. Here you go for 150000 you got a turnkey operation. You go, you buy it, you take, you take delivery of it, and, you, um, and you're in business. It's just that simple. All right, it's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Thanks so much for listening to our show on this Saturday morning. Kind of wet out there in many places, but that's okay. We'll keep you inside and dry. Make sure you have your lights on when your wipers are going and all that kind of stuff if you have an older car. And we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with our cartoon of the week right here on Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny News. Um, Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. No matter how you say it, Cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Atravesate soltanto al segnale verde, ma en el mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Gate arriba de gas, norden when it's green, niet ergens zwischen in mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait, until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Back with you here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW and around the world, around the corner and up your street on 1150KKNW.com. It's Drive Time Radio. We'll review the Mazda CX-9 coming up in just a little bit. But I wanted to uh, introduce a, a new segment. You know, we started talking about it last week here on Drive Time Radio, and that was our cartoon of the week. And every week we're going to uh, pick out, you know, because this is all supposed to be fun. I mean, you know, we talk about serious topics and serious subjects, but cars, car clubbing, all that kind of stuff is supposed to be fun. And I don't know about you, but I so associate cars with music that I think it would be 
blasphemous of us to do a car show and to not do a cartoon. So what I've tried to um, uh, procure for you, if you will, is a, a great car song that you may not have heard of. I mean, we all know the standards, 409 and Little Deuce Coop and all of those, uh, you know, the Jan and Dean and the Beach Boys. But over the years, all genres of music have written about cars from way back to in uh, my Merry Oldsmobile and, and all of that right on up till today. There are people writing about cars. And um, also, you know, songwriters, just that romance. So I thought what I would do is uh, give you uh, one of my favorites. You may recognize it as an Eagles song, a very early Eagles song, but it was written by a guy named Tom Waits, uh, who is a uh, songwriter, singer, balladeer, was born in the tax- back of a taxi cab in Los Angeles uh, 70 years ago this week. And uh, Waits is certainly uh, familiar to, if you're into alternative music, if you're into folk music, if you're into, you've, you've heard of Tom Waits, but the general public may have heard his songs, but may not know who he is. And as I said, the Eagles, on uh, one of their early albums, uh, did this song, and it was really, I, I thought, uh, some of the Eagles' best work. But let's hear it from the perspective of uh, the guy who wrote the song. This is Tom Waits with Old 55 on Drive Time Radio and our cartoon of the week. That is uh, Old 55, and it's, uh, I, I just think, uh, a great song. We'll do that every week. We'll have a, a car song in there, uh, in the show, a short one, long one, we don't know, but we'll have one in there. If you have a suggestion for one that you'd like to hear, by all means, please, uh, you can email me or suggestion or thoughts about anything on the show. I'm on Twitter at NYVinny, N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E, on Facebook at New York Vinny. Um, you go to uh, the website, New York, uh, NewYorkVinny.com, and get a hold of me, or DriveTime-Radio.com. Uh, and you can email me at Vinny at DriveTime-Radio.com. And that will get you. And I always love to hear from people. always love to hear thoughts from people about, um, you know, about the show and about cars and what you want to hear and what you want to talk about and so on and so forth. We'll also uh, hear in, a, in the next couple of weeks uh, have a special show the Saturday before Christmas. Santa Vinny will be in the house, so you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, we have our final, our finalists for the top five cars you didn't want. I didn't want to give back this year, and also we're going to uh, start taking phone calls here in a couple of weeks. Uh, as soon as we get everything all set up. Uh, get me all set up and get uh, everything moving and grooving so we'll start doing, uh, get a little two-way talk radio involved with you. And by the way, I wanted to dedicate that song, <coughs> excuse me, to my uh, good friend on Facebook, Danny Brown. Uh, it's his birthday today, I believe. Is it, is it not Danny Brown's birthday? Maybe it's, maybe it's not his birthday, but it's his, uh, it's, uh, he's a car guy and he's a music guy. Uh, Wild Cherry is his favorite band, and 
Uh, we've become friends through music. And Danny, uh, if it is your birthday, happy birthday. And if not, that song was, uh, that cartoon was uh, especially for you. And we come back, uh, speaking about tuned cars, uh, the Mazda goes, hmm. Remember that commercial? Well, we'll see what they're doing in their modern-day SUVs. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. I'm back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you on a Saturday morning, as we do every week, 8 to 9 o'clock, right here on Alternative Talk KKNW. You can find us also, as I said, on the, um, the podcast. Uh, you got Apple, you got Stitcher, you got Anchor. Uh, was it anchor.fm? So we're on all of those uh, podcasts so you can take us with you uh, during the week uh, or on Sunday, wherever you uh, want to listen. You can listen in your car, listen in the swimming pool, listen in the hot tub, wherever you want to listen. You can listen to uh, our little uh, swinging car soiree here. All right, time now for the uh, drive time road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, the Mazda 2019, the CX-9, is, uh, is uh, I thought, a spectacular vehicle and one that not enough people know about, so I am here to tell you about it. Uh, Mazda cars traditionally are fun to drive, uh, they give you a nice feel of the road, and this one is no different. It's their largest SUV. It's a three-seater, so you get a chance to uh, have some, uh, you know, have some people in the back. Now, with all of these three-seaters, it's really tough sometimes uh, to get people in the back seat. But I think the Mazda gives you, you know, if you want to do two, four, six seating, uh, and you got to cram a seventh person back there, it's not horrible. It's actually really nice. Uh, on the outside, it uses the uh, Mazda design language uh, that uh, is uh, muscular and flowing. Not a lot of uh, excess cladding and everything else on this thing. It really, uh, uh, it's uh, shapely and curvy in the right places. And it really feels like it's, uh, it's good to cut the wind with this uh, 
beautiful vehicle. The front has the traditional Mazda grille and the cat's eyes headlights. Uh, it's a, um, uh, as you move back through the doors, the doors open to uh, a nice wide space to get into. The back seat is easily accessible and the rear lift gate, uh, the power lift gate on the one I had uh, is um, is easier, easily operated up and down, back, you know, boom, boom, and uh, gives you a nice wide open space, even though the cargo space in the back of this thing may not be as big as some of its competition, it still uh, is uh, uh, gives you a fair amount. Also, for this year, it comes with things like uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, which uh, you couldn't get in this particular Mazda uh, before. So uh, you get that uh, as you go inside uh, the Mazda. This is where it really shines. I mean, this thing feels like a luxury SUV that costs uh, thousands more. It, um, you know, from getting in, sitting on the seats, the model I drove had uh, nice leather seats. They were wide, they were comfortable, they were fully adjustable. There was a lot of uh, leg room. The, uh, the, you know, bottom of the door didn't push your legs together or anything like that. It really gave you a feeling of, of comfort and uh, of, uh, of well, I guess I call it car cocooning. You know, you sit in the car and you close the door and it slams with a solid boom and it shuts out the world around you. Controls on the Mazda, easy to use. Uh, their nav system and everything like that was a breeze. Very intelligent, very, uh, in, uh, you know, you're able to uh, figure it out very quickly. So in that respect, Mazda really hits the mark. Seating position is good, not too high not too low. It doesn't give you the height of the big SUV. It feels more car-like. It feels very manageable is, you know, the way I look at it. And, and uh, you know, take a look. And as you get into that interior, you have the reclining seats, the seats that also tilt and slide in the middle row. Uh, you have good access for passengers to get into uh, that you know that third seat uh, it's a bench seat now again you know it isn't I don't I wouldn't want to drive from New York to California in it but I, I will tell you that uh, getting back there and I'm a big guy and I was able to put that second row up and get into that back seat so I thought that that was uh, really something to uh, that they had accomplished that they uh, had done really well uh, again one of the greatest interiors I think in that class, when it comes to quality, it comes to design, uh, the trim around you, the high-quality leather seats when you go for the big, uh, you know, the big package. But even if you don't go for the, uh, you know, the $45,000 Mazda, if you go into a lower package, a little bit of a less expensive car, you still get really nicely done interiors. Um, a long time ago, uh, a GM executive said it's the interiors, man, that's where the people spend their time in the car. It's the interiors, and Mazda has picked up on that. And the interiors, really, in all of their cars, but especially their SUVs, are quality. As I said, you don't get as much uh, cargo space as a lot of other three-row uh, three SUVs, but you get enough that uh, you're probably going to be able to use it. Performance-wise, engine-wise, wow, this thing is this thing moves, man. 
It moves a six-speed automatic hooked up to an engine that cranks out uh, 250 horsepower, and you get great gas mileage. Uh, 22 uh, in the city, uh, 28 on the highway for the uh, two-wheel drive models. All-wheel drive gets you 20 to 26, and it handles really well. They have this thing called G-Vectoring Control, which is a, uh, a system that adjusts stability and adjusts a lot of different uh, uh, tunings of the suspension, and uh, it gives it a sporty ride. I've always said this about the Mazda. It makes you feel like you're driving a sports car uh, when you're driving an SUV. It really does have uh, that feel to it. It's fun. It's engaging. It's a good car to drive. It handles well in the snow and in the curves. Maybe not so much on towing things. If you're going to tow something, it'll tow up to 3,500 pounds if you have it equipped right. But... Uh, not as much as uh, some of the other vehicles in the class. All the safety stuff is there. It comes in four trim levels, Sport Touring, Grand Touring, and Signature. Uh, you get every model gets the turbocharged four and a six-speed automatic. Front-wheel drive is standard uh, unless you go for the top-of-the-line Signature. But you can upgrade any of the lower packages up to a four-wheel drive if that's what you'd uh, like to do. The Signature with uh, the, is the vehicle that I drove. Uh, unique, um, lots of different uh, styling things that you don't get on uh, the Touring or the Grand Touring. Uh, but it costs you 45365 It's also a 2019 IIHS Top Safety Pick. Again, the Mazda CX-9 is a vehicle that you certainly should be looking at uh, if you're out buying SUVs and you enjoy the engagement of driving. You don't want to get bored on the road. You want to have some fun when you drive. You want to feel connected to the road. You don't want to just feel like you're disconnected. Uh, it, it gives you the cocoon, which I like. It has a great uh, sound system, so you feel like you're shut away from the world a little bit, but you also, through that steering wheel, feel very connected to what's going on around you. And I don't think you can do better uh, in an SUV than that type of endorsement of it. There's very few of them out there that are able to give you that. So the Mazda CX-9 is one of them, and I highly recommend that if you're in the market for uh, an SUV, you know, the midsize, the larger midsize, the three-row SUV, that you uh, take a look at that. That is, of course, the uh, drive time road test for this Saturday. We'll uh, take a real quick break here and come back with some final thoughts. If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kid in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. Performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, 
flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes, non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit, including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush, and small shovel for winter driving. And finally, keep a copy of the Car Care Guide available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Back with you for a final couple of minutes here on on um, Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny here with you. Don't forget that uh, you can always get a hold of me on Facebook and on Twitter. And we uh, certainly uh, enjoy hearing from you during the week. If you have thoughts uh, on uh, which particular cars you like that we talk about or segments that we do, we uh, always want to hear from you. So I'm going to hit the road this week. I'll be out uh, doing some things out on the road, and we'll join you from Seattle next week, uh, which kind of puts me into a thought of this article. And I'd like to, you know, I want to do one of the things I've always wanted to do was the uh, cannonball run. Remember that? Uh, that I, I don't think they do it quite the same anymore as uh, with the Dom DeLuise and uh, Burt Reynolds uh, movie of uh, several years ago, but it was one of my favorite movies. But this week, a 700 horsepower Mercedes E63 AMG shattered the cross country uh, speed record. Uh, the um, lots of uh, stuff in there uh, so that they could keep an eye on the cops. I don't know if they got any speeding tickets or not, uh, but they uh, the E63. 700 horsepower engine, two drivers from New York to Los Angeles in 27 hours and 25 minutes, including stops. The previous record, 28 hours and 50 minutes, means the E63 averaged over 103 miles per hour, over 2,825 miles. Wow. That is, uh, that's pretty amazing in my book. And, uh, I'm sure there are a number of uh, state police in several states out there looking for these two guys. Uh, actually, it was three guys. It was uh, They had a spotter in there as well. But 27 hours and 25 minutes, a new record uh, to uh, these three guys who decided to uh, to do that. And that's some, I, I, you know, I've driven across country several times, so I've uh, you know really kind of empathize. As a matter of fact, I'll be driving cross country again here in the next week or so. All right, that is going to uh, wrap it up for this edition of Drive Time Radio. We thank you so much for listening to our show. We also would be remiss if we did not uh, mention that today is Pearl Harbor Day and uh, take a moment to remember uh, those men and women who gave their lives on that uh, fateful day Back in 1941, it got us into uh, World War II. Uh, my dad fought in that war, and I always, uh, it's it just always for our generation, is always something that has uh, been right there in front of us. And uh, I've been to Pearl Harbor, 
and I don't know if you'll ever see a, a place where you stand that is more uh, more compelling uh, when you see the uh, the oil spots on the water. It really does say something. So remember Pearl Harbor. Always remember Pearl Harbor. That's it. That's all. I'll see you next week at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday if the Lord's rule on the creek don't rise. Have a good week.